The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat anything without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, Come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come with, from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How many different versions of you are there? Think for a minute about how you act in different circles or different parts of your own world. For many, I suspect that there is the work persona that might look different than some more complete version of yourself at home with your family. And maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing because it might keep your work separate from your personal life as a way to create some boundary. I find that sometimes there's a temptation to act differently when I'm with different groups of friends or certain groups of people or in certain settings. And there's a danger then to compartmentalize myself to the point that one might be left wondering which one is the real me? Who am I really? As I move in different circles in my life, I sometimes find this a challenge. At times interacting with people who don't know I'm a priest, or in situations where I'm not acting in, a, in an official or ministerial capacity, it's tempting, tempting to put my priesthood aside. But that wouldn't be the real me. Priesthood is not my job. My job is that I'm pastor here at St. Joseph, but priesthood is part of who I am. And I can't just flip a switch and turn it off. Those who do that get into trouble, shall we say. 
I think the same goes for our whole life in Christ. As we are disciples of the Lord, we can't or we shouldn't simply turn that off or only allow that piece of us to engage in certain moments or at certain times. The scriptures today call us to integrity of life, to an integration that does not allow for all these different versions or compartments. And this includes who we are, particularly as followers of Jesus, which I hope and pray makes a difference in your life. Who you are is in part, I hope, defined by what you believe, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus. Moses, today in the first reading, exhorts the people to put into practice the precepts of the covenant, not just to say, well, there it is and just have it there, but to put it into practice. He says, in your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin upon you, Observe them carefully, for thus you will give evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations who will hear of all these statutes and say, this great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people. In other words, others will see something of the Israelites who live by what the Lord asks. And Jesus is clear in his chastising of the Pharisees. It gets lost in what we would look at today as the ludicrous discussion about whether you should wash your hands before you eat a meal. This was lifted up in first century Jewish life as a ritual washing, as a ritual purification. We would say, where's the Purell pretty quickly? And imagine living in first century Palestine with all that dust and desert life and all of that. But Jesus is clear as he chastens the Pharisees. He's really questioning their integrity because they're not exactly practicing what they preach or really getting to the heart of the important and weighty matters. Jesus says, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites? As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. Integrity is important for the disciple. Having to put our money where our mouth is, or not just talk the talk, but put those words into action. So what does such integration look like? Well, in these recent weeks, certainly in the church, we know what a lack of integrity looks like, as we're hearing far too much about that. The words of St. James in the second reading, I think, sum it up best. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Such integration of life in Christ has to begin with hearing the word, listening to the word, contemplating the word. So it begins with prayer. It begins with an attentiveness to God if we really believe that he is the Lord of our life. If we profess that Jesus is Lord, then we have to allow him to shape something and dictate something of who we are and how we live. But it has to go farther than that. Because actions speak louder than words. 
Jesus' words about the hypocritical behavior of the Pharisees challenge any action in us that is inauthentic. Integrity is a virtue for those who follow Jesus and for anyone striving to live a virtuous life. Anyone serving in a position of authority or leadership knows that integrity is important. Effective leaders embody what they teach and how they govern. We are painfully aware of the damage caused by those who have led our church inauthentically. And in these days, as we continue to learn more about the pain caused and the damage done by some among the leadership and the hierarchy of the church, we find ourselves in this frustrating place of craving authenticity and integrity. And at this moment, we're in that difficult place of having more questions than answers and more rhetoric than concrete plans and actions. So we know what happens when there is a disassociation between word and deed. This week here at St. Joseph, we will offer two opportunities for us to come together that I hope will be of some help. They're both uh, announced in the bulletin. One is a town hall listening session on Thursday evening. Uh, Father John and I will be there to listen. Uh, One of our other staff members will facilitate the session. We'll gather all of our comments and feedback into some kind of written narrative that we can present to Archbishop Laurie with some of our reflections, our suggestions, and comments and observations. And on Friday, we'll join all the parishes of the Archdiocese in prayer. Uh, As this week on First Friday, the Archbishop has invited us all to a time of prayer. We will have Eucharistic adoration here throughout the day, uh, and I invite you to come together to pray for somebody you know who might be struggling, somebody you know who might be hurting or in pain as a result of what we've experienced and heard here in these days. For us in the meantime, this call to integrity of life is all the more important and all the more urgent. And it begins with each of us. We might say in light of bigger issues, we might say, well, what can I do? Well, it has to begin with what we can do in our own hearts as we make sure that our faith and our actions are aligned and that we don't have all these different versions of who we are. Because in the long run, who we really are then just begins to disintegrate into all these different things. So this week, let's be attentive to what the Lord asks of us and pay a bit of attention to how it is that we allow that to permeate all the different compartments, all the different parts, and all the different places we find ourselves living, working, and as the Lord asks us, also to be serving and witnessing to his goodness and love. Amen? Amen.